Uh, hey guys, so this is just a quick message before I start up that the audio in this one is a bit all over the place and went a bit crap at, at, at various points. So if you would, if you want to check out my Letterbox account, uh, check out, just search William F or William Fletcher, you should be able to find it, and you can check out the, what the films that I watched in this month. If you don't want to listen to the crap audio that is present in this episode, uh, but if you do decide to listen, uh, hopefully you enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of About the Movies with William Fletcher as usual. I'm your host William Fletcher and this week, uh, this episode will be what I watched this month. I'll be discussing the films I watched this month. Uh, first off, I start off the month by watching Bride of Frankenstein, which I really, really liked actually. Um, I, I, I've seen the original sometime last year, which I discussed and I love what films I watched this month. And I thought it was, um, I thought Bride of Frankenstein was a big improvement. I thought there was a lot more good stuff that it was working with personally I thought it, it worked a lot better than the original Frankenstein I do really like the original uh, Frankenstein film but I just think Bride of Frankenstein worked a lot better uh, I thought it had more emotion to it I thought the performances were better I thought the characters worked a lot better I thought everything in it worked a lot better um, and I will watch Son of Frankenstein at some point but it's uh, it's very good I I'm meaning to watch more of the uh, Universal Monster films. I've only seen a couple so far. I've seen uh, well, the Frank the Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein. I did the uh, 1931 Dracula with Bela Lugosi, uh, which is fine. But I think the Frankenstein films have definitely been uh, superior. But then I watched through all the Jackass films. Jackass 1, 2, 3, and then I saw 4, and then I also saw Bad Grandpa after I saw 4. So... Uh, I guess I'll sort of discuss Bad Grandpa first, because that's a bit separate. So, um, yeah, I thought it was perfectly fine. The emotional bits didn't really work for me as well as they obviously were intending to. I thought it was all pretty fine, but it wasn't, like, anything amazing, a perfectly decent, watchable film. But uh, I had some nice moments in it. And then uh, the Jackass films themselves. Uh, the first one is the week. I think they got progressively better as they went along. Uh, the first one is... is good but nothing but well like it's fine it's a decent movie but it's nothing like amazing now i've got the second one really um up the ante and got a lot better then the third one i thought was very very funny had some of my favorite um stunts and bits that they did across the entire franchise and then jackass forever my personal favorite of the four i thought it was a very nice film the opening sequence i thought was very very funny i um i saw jackass forever uh like weekend after it came out I thought, it was, I thought it was very enjoyable very funny as some really great bits the opening sequence yeah is absolutely hysterical I really enjoyed the new cast members they got they got involved who uh, so like Jasper and uh, Rachel and Zach and Poopies I thought they were all very they were great additions to the cast along with the original crew of Knoxville Steve-O Aaron um, Weeman Pontius Dave England uh, Preston you know uh, they, the films are all I mean they're, they're not incre- exactly highbrow human they're definitely nothing like amazing like you're not gonna go see a jackass film for a great film or like great performances or anything you're just gonna see you know some guys just dicking about and, and hurting each other and and that's what you go to see like and if that's what you go to them that's like if you go to see a jackass film that's what you're gonna get and, you know, if you go in expecting that, then you won't be disappointed, because that's kind of what the films are, is just, just friends fucking about and um, hurting each other. It's, it's um, 
and I felt, you know, it did feel interesting and kind of a bit disappointing that Bam wasn't in Jackass 4. I thought he had some really good stuff in the other ones, but I understand why they they couldn't put him in it, you know. He he had, you know, problems. He, he, he wasn't doing, you know, he, he was drinking and he was doing drugs and he was doing all these things and he, you know, just was being a liability to production. So I understand why they didn't have him come back for this one well why they they wanted him to come back but you know he fucked around and he did he fucked up and he had the drug tests and uh, and they just had to kick him off and i understand why they had to it was disappointing and if you do see if you've seen jack's traffic you do see at one point there is a um Knoxville said before the film came out that uh there was a there was Bam did do one of the stunts while shooting, so you do see Bam in the final film, albeit briefly. It's uh, but Jackass Forever a very solid, the best one of, of the of the series in my opinion. I thought it was very enjoyable, um, and I quite liked it. Yeah, I thought it I thought it uh, did a lot. I thought it was really really a solid you know good time had some very funny bits and a really nice touching tribute at the end to um for a ryan dunn who passed away uh, uh, yeah a few years ago so then uh, i watched goodfellas after after that i watched goodfellas for the first time which was excellent goodfellas is amazing um i was very nervous going in because i thought there's a very good chance this won't be as good and i'll find it to be overrated but I didn't actually. I really, really loved it. Dare I say? I think it's. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was Johnny. It uh, what the fuck? I was gonna say Johnny Knoxville for some reason. Uh, it was um, very. It just. It was phenomenal. Honestly, it was a, it was phenomenal. It was everything I expected from it and more. I just loved everything in it. Ray Liotta was an hadn't gave an excellent lead performance. Robert De Niro is very good, but Joe Pesci as Tommy was outstanding. Like that is a true that is a all time performance. There that you know, a lot of actors. I I think I've sort of talked about this before. And I, 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 or if not, I'm sort of going to give my opinion that I think uh, pretty much 90% of actors will give a performance in their career that is like a godsend. Like, it is like a performance that is better than every, anything they will ever do. They, like, it'll happen early in their career, it'll happen later in their career. Like, I think, for example, Leo DiCaprio's greatest performance is Jordan Belfort in Wolf of Wall Street. For example, Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight. You know, um, uh, Nicholas Cage and leaving Las Vegas, you know, it, you know, and, and and so on and so forth. A lot of actors have those performances that are like career defining and and arguably their greatest works that they will never top. Um, and uh, that was Joe Pesci in uh, Goodfellas. It was absolutely fantastic, truly masterful performance. Great acting. Some you know the best I've seen of him. I haven't seen him in like a lot, but I've, I've seen him in a, a couple things, and yeah, I think the only other things I can really think of seeing him in were the Home Alone films, which are very um, 
different kinds of films in terms of like, well, you know, obviously they're different because they're more kid orientated films. I've seen three <laughs> Joe Pesci films, Goodfellas and the two Home Alone films that he did. But yeah, Goodfellas is, is absolutely fantastic. It's a masterpiece. It's very surprising it didn't win the Oscar for um for Best Picture that year. But like, if you ha- like, I don't really know what else to say about Goodfellas because it's a film that everybody talks about, everybody loves. People have probably analyzed the shit out of it because it's this is like classic Scorsese. It's this classic. It's just a classic film of our time. It's uh, it's complete. It's completely not a masterful. And like, if you haven't seen it, d- d- go watch it because it's Goodfellas, and you should watch it. Then I watched Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I covered that on the podcast, uh, the Valentine's Day special. So go check that out and go listen to my thoughts on it. A, a, I have lots of thoughts. Um, basically, it's not good. Like that, that's all I'm gonna say. I didn't like it. Then I watched the first three Nightmare on Elm Street films. So the first one, I'm gonna like quick fire this. First one, good. Not as good as everyone says it is. A tad, I would say, overrated, but still enjoyable, and I still quite liked it. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, was actually not very good. I, I was disappointed by it. And then Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, uh, probably my favourite of them. I thought it was very enjoyable. So, so the first one, yeah, it's like a classic 80s slasher. It, it, it's very entertaining. I really liked it had some really great creepy stuff in it and had some other and had some you know not as good stuff in it but certainly a good film as i thought robert england gave a very good performance as freddy Krueger. i thought he was very solid in it but i i definitely wasn't as scared by it as i feel like i should have been i i don't know if it's because i've i've seen so many parodies and i've seen so many actual other like more modern horror stuff that i just wasn't as creeped out by it but definitely like well worth checking out if you haven't seen it you know it's like a staple of 80s horror and it's definitely a film everyone should watch at some point in their life then the second one yet was just a massive disappointment the opening scene though i thought was very well done the bus scene where um if you've seen the film you you kind of know what i mean but like each scene in every friday in um nightmare on elm street has like a really creepy cool like scary scene uh, the so like in this in the first one it's like the body bag scene with um, Nancy's friend, then in the and, it, and, and too far arguably the scene with um, in the first one I forgot I forgot the characters' names but it's Nancy's friend and her and Nancy's friend's boyfriend and then if she you know bad shit happens and she kind of you know has to die. Um, the ending though. Of the first one, it feels a bit weird. It's kind of like, why did you do that? That just doesn't really work as well. Then, uh, yeah, the second one. Uh, yeah, the opening the but, the opening scene on the bus and the second one, really good, really effective. The rest of it was just kind of meh. I didn't really care for it. I didn't really care for any of the characters. I just didn't have any real interest in seeing where it was going. And then the third one I thought was very fun. Um, I really liked how all the characters... How there's people, you know, who team up together to fight Freddy Krueger. I thought that was really, really great. Really enjoyable stuff. Really fun to see these people fight Freddy and, and you know, defeat Freddy. I thought that was very, very well done. Very effective. Um, very enjoyable. And it's, it's definitely my favourite. So definitely, you know, 
overrated franchise, I'd say. But I still enjoyed the stuff I watched. Then I rewatched Zootopia, which I believe I covered in what I watched this month in March of last year, I believe. Um, so I don't really feel like I should go over it again. Uh, just really enjoyable. Really, really liked it. Still very good. Um, I don't know if it's better than my one. I'll have to rewatch that. Then I watched The Mitchells vs. Machines. I'm not going to talk about that too much here because I will more than likely cover that in my Oscars episode. But uh, suffice to say, I enjoyed it. I thought it was enjoyable. Had some really good stuff in it. Chris Miller, Phil Lord are excellent. I think they are fantastic. And I can't wait to see what they do with um, Across the Spider-Verse. Then I watched Pretty Woman for the first time on Valentine's Day. Because, you know, I figured I should probably watch something, a film for Valentine's Day. And I thought Pretty Woman was probably the best one to fit there. I thought it was very enjoyable. Julia Roberts was a very, um, gave a very good performance. I thought the chemistry between the two actors, um, and is, uh, it's, it's Julia Roberts and I forget the guy's name in it. He's like, I know the actor, is it, it's, I was gonna say Christian Slater, but it's not Christian Slater. It's, um, Richard Gere. I thought they had very good chemistry. I thought Julia Roberts, yeah, Julia Roberts was definitely the better of the two performances. Uh, you know, perfectly enjoyable film, but, you know, and, and definitely, uh, a good film. I, I didn't dislike it, but it's certainly a film I'm not going to rewatch over and over again. But I'll, I'll definitely watch it a couple more times in my life because I, I, I did enjoy the experience. There were some bits that didn't really work as well as they should have. Like there's the attempted, um, the scene where someone attempts to assault Julia Roberts' character. That felt a bit, mm, just just felt a bit off to me personally i didn't really like it and it did kind of it, it didn't necessarily come out of nowhere but it definitely wasn't like kind of came out of nowhere kind of didn't know uh it just was not a that was a particularly fun scene but overall an enjoyable film and uh, I, I i quite liked it then i rewatched hot fuzz it was the f film's um 15th anniversary on the 15th of february uh so i rewatched it I loved it. Hot Fuzz is one of my all-time, all-time favourite films. I absolutely love it to bits. I think I've discussed this before. My love for Hot Fuzz, I think I might have even discussed it in what I watched this month uh, before. I definitely had... Oh, maybe I haven't. I've definitely talked... To, I feel like I must have mentioned my love for Hot Fuzz. My personal... My personal... My per... Yeah, personal. Favourite... Of... Um, Edgar Wright's film. No, I did talk about this. I, in my um, Edgar Wright ranked, uh, my list of Edgar Wright films ranked, I, I, I discussed it there. Uh, yeah, no, it still holds up. It's still absolutely fantastic. Really, really loved it. Um, and it's still the best Edgar Wright film, in my honest opinion. And then I went to see the new, the, the Kenneth Branagh Death on the Nile remake, which was um, fine. I, I quite liked it. It was a bit hard to watch considering it wasn't hard to watch. It just was like a bit awkward to watch um, Army Hammer in a film considering, you know, what he did. Um, but yeah, it's perfectly enjoyable, perfectly decent. It's, um, it's, 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 it, was, it, was a, it was a fun time. It just wasn't, you know, anything I'm like going to watch again, you know, anytime soon. Uh, but perfectly enjoyable, decent performances. I, uh, Kenneth Branagh, though, I, I don't actually really like Kenneth Branagh. I don't think he's a good actor. The best thing I've seen him do was Harry Potter, and that was, you know, just because he was camp, a bit camp and a bit over the top and dramatic. But I really liked him in Harry Potter, 
I didn't particularly care for him in this. Uh, but still, enjoyable film. Definitely nothing amazing, but, you know, decent stuff. Uh, then I watched 127 Hours. Um, I love Danny Boyle. I've come to this realisation because I, I, I covered 28 Days Later a few, uh, about, a month, about a month ago on the podcast, um, which you should go listen to that one. And then uh, I, I also watched Transporter, which I covered in what I watched, what films I watched this month. I, I loved it. And uh, 28 Days Later, 28, no, it's not. Fuck, sorry, I fucked that. It's 127 Hours is better than 28 Days Later, but not as good as uh, Transporting. Which you know, I think most people would agree, Transporting is the best of Danny Boyle. Really good stuff. Dave, it's not Dave Franco, it's James Franco. Really good performance. Again, it's kind of difficult to watch films with him because he's a bad person, but really good film. I really enjoyed how much of the film was just. Um, was just James Franco stuck. I, I thought it was really good. You get really good performances, really fun, really not fun, but definitely very enjoyable stuff. Uh, and yeah, it was just a really great film that I really, really loved. Um, it was yeah, absolutely fantastic, and I and I do recommend you go check it out if you haven't seen it already. I mean, just for the James Franco performance alone, you know, it was excellent. And I watched Hunt for the Wilder People. A Taika Waititi film. Uh, I think I've discussed how much I like Taika Waititi uh, in my What We Do in the Shadows episode, but I don't like Jojo Rabbit, which we covered in my Jojo Rabbit episode. Um, this is probably... It's better than Jojo Rabbit, but it's not as good as Thor Ragnarok or uh, What We Do in the Shadows. But still an enjoyable film. I quite liked it. Had some decent stuff in it. It wasn't amazing or anything, but... You know, like, it's a fun kids film, you know. It's like a film you can pop on with your kids and they'll probably get something out of it. I thought the two leads, Sam Neill and, um... Oh, man. I always forget that kid's name. He's he's in, like, everything. He's in, like, bloody Subway commercials right at the moment. Um, Julian Dennison. Yeah, he, you know... A, um... Definitely enjoyable film. Definitely a very watchable film. Like, not... Definitely not Tyker's Best... But I, I definitely liked it. Definitely enjoyable. I mean, it's definitely well worth watch if you're a fan of Taika Waititi films. But definitely not a film I'm losing my mind over and think is like an all-time masterpiece. And then finally, I ended off the month with Louis Thoreau's Surviving America's Most Hated Family. So I watched through Louis Thoreau's Most Hated Family in America. I covered that on one, I, on one of these previous what, I, what films I watched this month. Um... And this is sort of him basically coming back to the family like about 10 years later. Uh, very, very good documentary. Louis Thoreau makes very, very good documentaries. He's a very great documentary filmmaker. And it, um, it's very good. It's not as good as The Most Hated Family in America or Louis and the Nazis, but it's still definitely a very, very good documentary that's well worth checking out. I do recommend that you go check out Louis Thoreau's Louis Thru- documentaries because he makes... Very, very good, very well-researched, very well-made and produced documentaries, you know. I mean, they're very basic, you know, I mean, you know, it's definitely um, something that I recommend you all go check out at some point. And that is all the films that I watched in the past month, so I, I really hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Um, sorry if the audio sounds a bit different, it's just in a new place again. I, I keep moving around in places for recording, just testing things out, basically. Um, so I really hope you, but yeah, so I hope that isn't too much of a distraction, so I really hope you enjoyed 
this week's episode. I uh, and I definitely there's definitely gonna be some big stuff coming. We've got some big films coming out next month. We've got the Batman is like the big main film that's coming out. Some other stuff. The new Pixar film turning red. Uh, there's gonna be some really great stuff. So I'll definitely so you'll hopefully hear my thoughts on those uh, next month. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode, and to, and I uh, will see all of you guys in the next one. Bye.